grandparents tinker toys, it's the Creators Collective. Listen up and don't give me that face. Right, Herbert Holtz and Walker are about to demonstrate the proper way to create. And if you've got questions, you had better be in the live chat. Otherwise, I am going to plant my boots so far up your hiney that your mother is going to be crying. Now listen up, jelly-faced cow pies. And we're back for another exciting week of the Creators Collective. And thank you for joining us. This week is going to be a special week because we have the Sultan of Sal- uh, Salvage, the King of Pallets, the... Uh, what was the other one? <laughs> totally lost your momentum there. Yes, I did. The, the the Prince of Footwear, Paul Jackman himself, is on as a guest again. <laughs> Since so we don't have Will on this week, uh, Paul, we figured you'd be our, our new co-host since you've come on before and uh we we'll just bring you on more regularly now yeah i gotta make up for will's lack of palette wood use anyway <laughs> true so things are coming along and uh this week we're going to be uh well uh, picking paul's brain and having a little bit of fun here i do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on patreon thank you for that if you want to help us out you can go to patreon.com backslash creators collective and you can uh, listen to the show every thursday live on our youtube channel or listen to it as a podcast on all the normal locations where you listen to podcasts. I do want to say a huge thank you to our uh, top patrons, Darren Mates, Caleb Harris of You Can Make This Too, and John from John Made It. Thank you so much. And uh, let's let's get on with the show. So, uh, Paul, what you been up to? Paul? <laughs> Sorry, though. <laughs> I was just uh, opening up the uh, the live stream, and I had two Zach, or uh, two Jameses talking to me at the same time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you ask me what I was up to? Yeah, what you got going on? Okay, sorry about that. Um, I am. I currently just finished up a bowl turning that I've been working on for a wedding present for a wedding this weekend. Um, so I've been teasing that on my Instagram without trying to show it off too much because the bride and groom follow me over there. <laughs> um, so it's been a, a lot of kind of close-up teaser shots and uh, did a little bit of uh, epoxy segments in there. So I dyed some epoxy and, and actually like planed it down as if it was a board and uh, cut them up into segments that included that in the, the bowl and, and did some power carving with the bowl too. So that's going to be, it came out really good. It's going to be a fun video too. And the uh, the latest video before that was another power carving project because I just can't help myself. <laughs> I need to come up with something because Arbortech got a hold of me and I guess they're doing another woodworking show down here in Tampa this year. They want me yeah. to come up with something to build. So there you I go. Up, man. I am like, oh my gosh, like, since the the vacation i've just had so many so many orders and and stuff that i'm trying to fulfill this is why i don't normally get into production like i don't like i don't necessarily like batching things out and selling them often but uh it gives me a good like i'm i'm having so much fun like forging these hammers and uh so i've been taking you know orders and stuff from people and it's still fun and it's a good way to essentially to pay myself to learn how to get better at, at doing this stuff. But man, I've, I've made uh, I think I've made 12 in the past week, so I, yeah. you know, and that's, that's the, the hammers and the handles and dyeing them and all that stuff. So I think I've been putting in like 10, 12 hour days for a week. So I finally finished them all up yesterday, man. It's <laughs> I'm exhausted. Yeah. That's a lot. I've been seeing you bashing those out on Instagram. I'm sure people are so sick of seeing my Instagram. It's like every, <laughs> hammers are us like it's funny because you can you can see like when i first started posting i'm like it's getting like a thousand twelve hundred likes per thing now now i post pictures and they're like a couple hundred people are like yeah we're done we've lost <laughs> we but, did it zach yeah. what's that say so we did it zach 
Yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it's where my, it's where my, my interest and my inspiration is at right now. So it's, I'm into it. <laughs> Probably not everybody else's, but at least for the time being, um, and a lot of people, they've been sending me messages like, man, what, so is this what you do now? I'm like, what, <laughs> what I'm doing right now? Um, I don't know. I feel like I like getting, going off in tangents. It keeps things interesting. It's, it's different enough from, you know, this is kind of like what we're going to be doing a talk on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Paul and I are going to be doing a talk at WorkbenchCon uh, about, uh, how, would, how would you summarize it? I'm sure you could say it more succinctly than me. It's very hard to say succinctly, but it's basically the, the anti-WorkbenchCon talk. It's true. <laughs> so we're, we're basically, you know, everyone at WorkbenchCon, is, it's, it's a, a conference for, you know, influencers and aspiring influencers. And it's all about kind of optimizing every aspect of everything you do on the Internet. And we're kind of talking about the opposite of that and saying, you know, that's all well and good, but you can't forget your roots and, and forget where you came from and why you're doing it in the first place, because we all you know, a lot of us have quit our jobs to do this full time because we enjoyed it and we don't want it to become a job again. Yeah. What exactly. was the name of your talk? <laughs> F the formula. Yeah. <laughs> That's the premise of our talk. Everybody, it was after the, the workbench column last year, which was really good, but I just felt like, I felt like it missed on, you know, every, you went down the, the, uh, the notes for all the talks and it was like 10 ways to optimize your Instagram, how to, get more of this how to do this here's the formula for this the steps to six every like every talk was not that they were bad there's a lot of good information there but i felt like mm -hmm. the, the inspiration or like the the you know like <clears throat> there's this whole other aspect that was missing nobody was giving a talk about like we're we started this because we enjoy doing it a lot of us quit our jobs and took a pay cut <laughs> we were so sick of spreadsheets and office and this and that and you know the i just felt like that there there was no creativity you know i feel like i feel like for a lot of people making stuff like it it, it is I, I never considered myself an artist or anything like that but like it really is art i mean building something like coming up with a design putting it together like having creating things like that's art and I feel like none of that was expressed in the the workbench con. It was all formulas and math and steps and procedures and and uh, algorithms. So I guess that you know what we wanted to hit on or what we want what we plan to talk about is like keep this fun. Like mm -hmm. why you got into it? Don't turn this into something you hate. Don't turn this into math. Don't turn this into spreadsheets. It's not that it's bad to have that stuff in mind, but like don't. <laughs> have fun with it if if you if you enjoy it you'll succeed and you'll stay motivated and you'll keep that inspiration going so that was a long long roundabout to get back to my my original point which is right now like i'm i'm having a lot of fun forging hammers and learning the process and and perfecting it and and that sort of thing so my my inspiration is there i don't you know so that's that's what i'm chasing right now and it's eventually it's going to come full circle like i i plan on learn stuff and I take that and I'm going to go back and I'm going to combine those skills with my metal fabrication and my woodworking and maybe you know forge some furniture and, and all this sort of thing it doesn't you know I don't think you can never tell what that next one is going to be until you get there exactly and, and I don't think I think that's okay I don't think uh yeah I don't think everything has to be cohesive I think when you worry too much about like oh well this is what people expect me if you paint yourself into a corner then then you're denying yourself like all of those <laughs> all of the other corners like 
you know, I think, I think uh, it's corny, but like variety is the spice of life. Like just go out there and like explore and, and chase things that interest you. And, you know, hopefully it'll all, it'll all come together at some point. Yeah. And sometimes you just kind of get lucky with, you know, finding something that people like that you also enjoy doing. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's funny and I've probably said this a whole bunch, but so I'm 34 and like, I've spent, I spent 30, you know, up until I was probably 32 is when I started, when I quit my job, cause I couldn't take it anymore. I didn't get into making stuff or woodworking for the money. Like I, when I quit my job, it was terrifying. I thought, you know what? I don't care about money anymore. I am miserable. I'm not happy. I'm depressed. I hate my job, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just want to do something I enjoy every day. And if I have enough money to feed myself and pay my rent, I'm happy. And I didn't know if I would. I did not quit my job because I thought I would make money doing this. This was the first thing after 32 years. The first thing that I said, you know what? I'm going to do this because I want to, not because of money. Everything else I did, every job I worked, every, you know, when I went to school, everything I did was to try and make money and be successful. And I finally got so sick of that. I just said, you know what? I just want to do what I enjoy for a living. And that was two years ago. And now I am more successful than I've ever been. I'm happier than I've ever been. I make better money than I've ever made. And, you know, I'm excited to wake up every day. So I don't, I mean, that's my story of, of, you know, don't, I don't know. Don't, I don't do things for the money I do them anymore. I do it because I enjoy it and I want to enjoy my life before it's over, you know, mm -hmm. that's, but what do you really think, Zach? <laughs> Cool. Well, you got I guess the key going? is to, to find something that works, you know, exactly. something that makes you happy and, and is, you know, at least somewhat profitable. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I just, it hurts me to see people doing things because of like ulterior motives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think even if it works, I don't think it's, you know, it's not going to work indefinitely. You're going to, you're going to get yourself into a spot that, that you don't want to be. Well, eventually, you know, if, if it doesn't work, and what you're doing isn't panning out, then you can go back and get a job. Yeah, that's true. You can always do that. The downside yeah. is right where you're at. So <laughs> that's that's exactly how I stumbled into it. Like I kind of fell into the whole YouTube thing by accident. My wife joined the military and we had to move and I had to quit my job. So I was like, well, let's give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, I'll get a job. <laughs> so I haven't had to get a job since. Cool. So you got anything else going, Zach? Um no, I don't think so. I've just been making hammers, and I uh, just finished them up yesterday. I uh, have to. I'm hopefully, I have to sew up some bags for them. I think presentation is just so. It's so much better to get something that's like neatly packaged. I, I know that's really dumb, but like, I mean, do you guys? Do you know? Do you guys agree with me? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, rather than just like opening a box and like there's a thing, it's so cool to like have to open things like two or three times to get to them. It just like makes it more. <laughs> The anticipation builds package like four times. Um, <clears throat> no, so I, I, I hopefully gonna get that stuff shipped out today or tomorrow, as well as some shirts that I've been meaning to get out. I try and consolidate my post office run, so sometimes people have to wait a little bit, but uh, that and then I'm going up to assist in Jimmy Duresta's blacksmithing class that he's doing. Let's see, I'm flying up there on the 8th, and I think it goes through the 12th. I think it's probably like the 9th and 10th, or 10th, I don't even know what days it is, but um, there's going to be a handful of people up there. So uh, actually, I think Chad is in the chat from Mancrafting. He probably knows what days the class classes officially happen because he's going to be there. Yeah, yeah he was just saying that in the chat. 
No reason to ship. I'll be there. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, I still have a handful of them to ship out. So I'm going to be up there. Uh, I know my buddy and, like, I guess my mentor, uh, Cliff Dufton, is going to be up there for a day or two as well. He's he's the guy who kind of taught me how to do what I'm doing. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I'm. It's what's in store for me. Sweetness. Yeah. Well, I've uh, I've been working on the table. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And hopefully uh, next week's podcast, I'll be able to say, hey, I finished the table. So I'm really getting excited. <laughs> this week, the last week, I, I uh, finished all the base and took that upstairs. And then I finished the underside of the table. And uh, I was planning on having a friend come over and help me flip the table over so I could finish the top of it. Um, but he had a thing come up and I couldn't find anyone else to do it. So I had to actually rig up a hoist system in my basement to lift up the top so I could flip it and put it back down. Um, and that was an interesting one. I have a video of that on my Instagram and uh, <laughs> me and a 400 pound slab. Um, I think 400 pounds. Yeah. I was waiting for you to get squashed with that. Man. No, I, I have it. There's a, it's, it's kind of an archway. So it's, it's thinnest in the middle and under the slab for like two hours. Whole people were like, somebody call for help. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about doing it on a live stream so just in case something went wrong. Someone could call, but uh, yeah, I was waiting for like Instagram stories or something from James under the slab. Yeah. It's been like streaming for three hours. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. No, it worked out pretty well, but uh, I flipped over and uh, did some of the epoxy touch up that I needed to do um, stabilizing the edge. Cause there was a, a bit of a punky section on one of the edges that I need to harden up. Uh, but I've been, I did a little bit of the scraping yesterday. So I, last time I had the top up, I, I coated it in epoxy to fill in all of the bug holes and all the little voids. And so now I have to go back through and scrape off all the epoxy off the top. And I, it's bringing back memories of scraping the dining room floor. Um, it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, Chad just commented in the, the chat, the class is, Saturday and Sunday, which is the 10th and 11th of November. Oot hoot. So, yeah. You're making me jealous on that one. It should be a lot of fun. There's going to be some talented people up there. And it's, I'm just excited to actually like get a few days of winter. Actually, <laughs> wear pants. It's always fun for me. I know. I've had to break out the flannel this last week. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, it's starting <laughs> to get chilly. It's kind of nice. We've, well, not, it's not really cold, but it's, it's usually been around 40 to 50. So, it's pretty yeah, good. To like seventy degrees a couple of days ago, and it was it was really nice. We're having <laughs> very enjoyable. Oh, well, you. we have a couple questions from the the chat for Paul. Um, Make Brooklyn has a very interesting question here. Um, what kind of boots does Paul recommend for woodworkers in their home shop? I uh, I highly recommend my uh, Carolina flip flops. They're uh, invisible steel toe. I so like kind of a nice feature. I, I thought you were going to go with wooden clogs. <laughs> I actually have an idea. I want to make some wooden clogs. I got to pick your brain about that. It's going to be. <laughs> I got a little spin that I'm going to put on it. Make some wooden knee high boots. <laughs> not, not quite. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Carolina shoes, baby. <laughs> um, so, uh, any I'll drop plans? A coupon, a coupon code in the chat if people want it. Do it. So, so what's what's your next big tool that you're going to make? Uh, I got something coming up. Table gonna, saw? I, I have a big tool and I'm not going to share it yet, but it's going to be epoxy and metal. Ooh. 
So how many pallets have you actually used over your life? I don't know. <laughs> At least a hundred. It's a lot. Easy. Yeah. My workbenches by themselves. I have a pair of workbenches and that was 21 or 22 pallets. Yeah. yeah someone in the chat was saying that he used reclaimed. From? What was that, Zach? So where do you source your pallets from, Paul? Right now I have, it's, it's called the exchange. It's a store right on the military base where I live. It's basically like a, a general store. And they always have stacks and stacks of them. And they said, you know, whatever you want, take them because we just throw them away. Nice. So I have like a never-ending supply, like walking distance from my house right now. Right. <laughs> Which is a problem. The lumber yard. Now, someone in the chat was saying that they uh, they used reclaimed lumber for their bench too. He reclaimed it from a, a set of trees outside. <laughs> uh, That's good. <clears throat> see we had another one in here um do any of you have plans for christmas presents if so what this is from oh boy i'm gonna botch this name strugus custo strugus custo where are we at i'm trying to find it in the q a on the sheet sorry man <laughs> sturgis sturgis yeah i'm, I'm good at busting names sturgis. <laughs> now i have to say this question is a bad one to ask because we can't really tell you what our christmas presents are going to be <laughs> I can. I don't have no. I have no plans. None. <laughs> I'm. I'm making some coasters. I made a bunch out of pallet wood last year, and I made. I don't know. Maybe it was twenty, thirty sets of coasters, and they all sold. I remember that. How many people died from those. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that shot glass. I think you have like the highest body count in the DIY community. Man. All for Reddit. All yeah. the bestest pallets that you're using. <laughs> Yeah, I only I only uh, find ones that have like nice leak chemical stains on them, and you know it leaves a nice funky uh, uh, look to them. So yeah, but the good news is three people got superpowers after. <laughs> That's right. Take your chances. Yeah. yeah. Who was it that made a lead a shot glass after that? Oh, that was uh, Dustin Penner. <laughs> I sent him one of my wood shot glasses, and he cast it so he could get the exact copy of it. And, and cast it out of lead. Nice. I, you know, I, I think you're onto something. I think like there's certainly just going straight up troll for a video every now and then. Like I think that's that's not a bad plan. Yeah. So when I I was considering so when I anneal like my hammers, if I do engraving on them, I throw them in a bucket of vermiculite. But I was thinking about because on the bucket it says vermiculite. I wrote it on there, but I was thinking about for the video, just like erasing that and writing asbestos on it. <laughs> or like every everybody who doesn't know me would watch <laughs> the video and comment, like, "Oh my god, didn't you know that's bad for you?" <laughs> it's always it's always funny to drop those little things in there to get people going when it's like obviously a joke, but people just don't pick up on it for some reason. Yeah, people people love to to condemn poor decisions. It's like yeah. It's like our pastime here in America. Yeah, people love to jump on that stuff. Yeah. Well, so what is we're we're getting close to the Christmas season now that uh, Halloween is over. So what is something that is on your Christmas wish list? I don't know. Mine's a move. It's not going to happen at Christmas, but we're getting close. Getting close. Still looking at the Bellingham, Washington area. We're hoping before summer still. <laughs> you just you just going to load everything up into a van and live out of the van for a little while? Uh, I don't know about that. There's, there's <laughs> lots of people alongside the road in tents. You could do that too. It's true. It'd be hard to operate you know, my power tool and stuff. <laughs> you'll, you'll need a lot of tents. 
Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good video. <laughs> Welding in a tent. You know, you know what's something I just got was it was on my Christmas list, but I was talking with uh, Bart at, at Comar Project at Maker Fair, and it's called the Airlocker Denailer, and it's basically just a, a pneumatic uh, nail gun, but instead of shooting nails in, it shoots nails out of a board. So it has like you know the tip of the gun fits over the nail. So uh-huh. if you pull out a you know a pallet sled and it has the nail sticking out, you put it over the point of the nail and you shoot it out. It has a little piston and and shoots the nail out. And I was talking with him there, and he does a bunch of pallet stuff. He's like, I can't believe you don't have one of those. I'm like, Yeah, you know, I've been meaning to get it. Maybe I'll get it for Christmas. And uh, he ended up sending me one when he got home from Maker Fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I want to see one of those. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Like I just I set up you know pallet slats, maybe six or seven of them over my trash can, and just you know pop 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 pop, and you're done in in ten seconds with a dozen pallet slats. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, way, way better than beating at it with a hammer. Yeah. Do you ever, you ever use the sawzall method? I find that's in the past. That's what I ended up doing. You don't get like you don't get as much, but it's so fast. Yeah, I usually don't just because then you get those tiny nails that you got to pull out. Yeah. You know the heads of the nails. Yeah. But what I I normally just cut off the runners on either side just with a circular saw, and that gets rid of two thirds of the nails right there. And then I pull the the slats off from the middle and just have to pull those nails out. Well, that goes right along with uh, uh, Mike Tabar's question. Paul, have you do you have a preferred method of quickly disassembling pallets? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. So you don't you don't use the 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 ends with the the nail holes? No, because they're they're normally cracked anyway. Just because you know the nails going to the ends of the boards, it's you know less than an inch from the end of the board. So oftentimes it just cracks them. So it's not good wood anyway. Um, so I just cut off an inch or so from the end of each slat and just toss that and, and you get all the good wood anyway. And I, I don't even use a pry bar usually. Um, once you get down to just the center runner, usually that takes all the structure out of it and you can just kind of walk the board back and forth and just pull it right out by hand and just kind of manhandle it. What's what's the weirdest wood you've come across from a pallet? Oh, the last one I got some kumaru. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's... It's, it's like a Indian blood ritual. <laughs> <laughs> something like that what's it's similar to, to teak kind of sort of huh yeah some sort of uh south american or african exotic crazy yeah good stuff i, I found like seven or eight boards so that's like a 50 dollar pallet right there that's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah i feel for your car man i mean the way you beat it up i mean having to run over yourself with it that was just <laughs> <laughs> I like that, that that clip. That was so perfect. That element has been through so much. Yeah. I've been driving tra- that thing for ten years now. Can you believe that? Holy crap! Wow. Are you I, dri- I bought- are you are you driving a workbench con? Or are you flying? Uh, I don't know. I'll probably fly. I drove last year. Yeah, but that was like fourteen, fifteen hours. I think. Huh. That's a good drive. I man, yeah. If if my truck were restored, I'd probably drive a lot more places, but. I yeah, hate. I always <laughs> drive, drive the the Honda Fit, which is my wife's car. Yeah, that's what I'm we drove last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Fit next car in the back of that thing too. That's right. You yep. don't have to put it together. I I like baited my dad into a car. That's smart. Yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Do you use any uh, metal detector for cleaning your pallets? This is from Kurt Ziegler. Yeah, I have like a little metal detector wand sort of thing and just pass it over each slat just to make sure 
because getting the nails out is pretty <clears throat> is pretty easy and you can pick up on those just visually but the uh the, the wires that hold the nails together from the nail gun those often kind of sneak their way in and then even if you pull the nails out those are sometimes left behind uh, yeah and, those things will eat up your planer blades like instantly yep, yep that that by itself is enough to nick your planer blades yeah that's that's actually why like when I, st- I when I started I I used a lot of pallet wood and I'm like between for me I was like I got to the point where I was like I feel like the time that I spend getting the wood out of these and replacing planer blades is actually more money than it would just cost me to buy hardwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have yeah, a, last, the last have time I took apart pallets I posted it all in my stories so I wanted to like kind of walk people through it and actually time myself and see how long it took. And I took apart, I think it was almost 10 pallets and it took, I think about two hours or so to pull them apart and clean them up. So not, not bad at all, really, but that's with a little bit of practice. And people say, I do things the slow way. (laughs) You do. (laughs) Jim has asked if you fixed your gas problem, Paul. Uh, I thought I did, but this next video, I don't know. It might pop back up again. Uh Oh, you never know. Do you guys have it's any? Uh, do you guys have any Christmas videos that you have in the back of your mind? I was I've thinking been, about doing one, but didn't. I, I'm not going to. I've been trying to rack my brain for ideas because last year I made the the leg lamp, so the the manly version of the leg lamp from a Christmas Best story. That was still like that's still that's definitely. I haven't even thought about it, but if there's a top five videos of all time, like that would be in it for me certainly. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't believe that video didn't do better. That's like, it's one of the best things to ever happen. On. Yeah, completely died off. I'm hoping maybe it'll pick up again this season, but I'm not. What did what did it end up it. as? 60,000 views or so. No way. <laughs> That's not right. You should you should just um, figure out how to use epoxy and just repost it and put epoxy in the keywords. It'll explode. <laughs> just cast a whole leg out of epoxy. Just just don't even just literally repost the video and put epoxy in the title and it will go viral. Yeah. I almost want to just like take the video down and then repost it as if it's a new video. You should. <laughs> I mean that thing yeah, there's there's no reason that that thing shouldn't have like just I don't know. That that's like one of the mysteries that like you know if you get a an- get questions answered when you die that's going to be like why didn't Paul Jackman's light <laughs> lamp video so- yeah, no, sixty-three thousand sitting there right now. Make Brooklyn yeah. just said, uh, just call it the resin river leg. There you go, Palletwood sure. resin river leg. Yep. 10, Ten million views. Yep. DIY. <laughs> DIY. <laughs> Live edge. <laughs> Farmhouse. Man, that that thing pulled in like millions of views on uh, Facebook. On Facebook. Facebook gets more views. Like I've had, so I just the the file handles that I did. Like I probably got like 20 emails from like such and such media productions, you know, the, the like Facebook shop and posters and like they all shared it. And uh, like, I think the ones on Facebook have like, they all have like 1 million plus views, which is, you know, I think this one's right now I'm at like 900,000 on it. So the Facebook videos get so much more views than tube stuff. I just think people's attention spans are getting, like exponentially shorter every year. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder like what it's going to be like in like five years, it's going to like our videos are going to be condensed down into just like, like seizures, like just like <laughs> 4,000 frames per second. It's just a picture at that point. 
Yeah, it's just going to revert back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Nice. And like, especially even the Instagram, even the Instagram videos are are like, it's it's like too much for me. Like, I, I watch them. Like yeah. when you scroll down your explore page, it's like, oh, is it done yet? No, I mean, like, not not that they're too long. Like, they're too. There's just too. They're too fast. <laughs> I don't know. It's that instant gratification. Like I, w- I want to learn everything, but I want to learn it in seven seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Ziegler said my favorite uh, Paul was the ten hours of Adirondack Adirondack chair at the in the river. <laughs> that was a good one. I watched the whole thing <laughs> twice. <laughs> the funny thing is that I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I let it play in the background of in the shop. He was like sitting there waiting for me to come up and sit in the chair. I had to go to the bathroom like 17 times. <laughs> uh, Imagine working in that shop. Like you, you would hear that every single second of the day that that river just running behind the shop. We couldn't turn it off. There was some band. I can't remember who it was, but they released like a 10 hour album of complete silence on Spotify. Yeah. And like, they just told all their fans to play it 24 seven. So they like just racked up the royalties and stuff. Uh, that was pretty. Yeah. Well, um, we don't have a creator's photo challenge this week because uh, Will is gone. So we're going to bump that off one more week. So you guys have one week left to get in your picture for creator's photo challenge. And it is uh, the, the challenge is cutting edge. So whether it is you know, technology or a knife edge or a plane blade or sharpening or whatever you want uh, put a picture on Instagram with the hashtag creators photo challenge and you will be put in the winning, the drawing or the choosing, the judging. <laughs> and right now there's only uh, three or four in there. So pretty good chances right now. So get that in before next week and we will pick that, uh, pick that then. Yeah, we have, uh, we have two jokes this week in honor of uh, Paul being here. And the first one was one that I came across and had to use. It was, uh, um, I used to work in a shoe recycling shop. It was a soul-destroying job. <laughs> but then uh, uh, Tracy Keaton uh, put on there, why do blondes have TGIF written on their shoes? Toes go in first. Boo. <laughs> I actually like Jim's. Jim says, uh, you know, if a knight in Prague dons his armor, does that mean the check is in the mail? Yes. That's good. <laughs> That's a good one. If hmm. you're joking, you'd like us to tell it, uh, go ahead and send it to one of us. And uh, if it's bad enough, we'll put it on air. I, I got a good one. Okay. okay. What's that? You, I might have told you this this one before. Uh, why did the boy drop his ice cream cone? What's that? Because he was hit by a, a truck. <laughs> uh that's good. <laughs> yes, that is good. <laughs> so yeah, I was thinking like I was. I'm not sure, but so you, I don't know if you guys saw the one that I did last year for Christmas. I did like the horseshoe Christmas tree. Yeah. Well, that's super easy. If anybody wants to like try welding for the first time, that's a really project to do. Um, but I was thinking maybe like every Christmas I just make a new ornament for it. Cause in the video I made an ornament for it. So I mean, it'd be a short, it'd be a short, simple, quick <clears throat> video, but I don't know. Something. Make it out of epoxy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, cool. Well, I have nothing else to talk about. I don't well, know about you guys. Let's get into uh, what's inspiring us. What are we watching or, or reading? Um, Paul, what you got? I'm going to recommend Wobi Design. He's a guy on Instagram and YouTube, and he makes stuff out of recycled skateboards. And there's uh, a lot of guys doing that, but he's got kind of a cool special spin on what he's doing, and his videos are really cool. And 
I, I, I dig the uh, where where his video editing style is going. Huh. So his name wow, is he only has only has nine thousand subscribers. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He he deserves way more than that. So looking forward to digging into that. Yeah, he's he's only got I don't know six seven videos or something on his channel, but they're all top notch. And uh, he like he made a, a sheet of plywood out of skateboards for the the plywood challenge that was going on this year. Cool. <laughs> lots of lots of cutting pieces of wood apart and gluing them back together. So stuff that I quite enjoy. That was really cool. I have to dig into that. Well, for me, I have to go with uh, with Alan Pan, uh, significantly advanced, uh, larger YouTube channel. But I love his stuff. He always comes up with weird and wacky, usually anime inspired items like a, a, a plasma knife and things of that nature that are technically cool and kind of sciencey and a lot of fun. Uh, but this week he put out a video on a 4D chessboard, and it was kind of this mind blowing thing because you know there's. 2D chess, which is regular chess, and then 3D chess, which is chess boards stacked on top of each other, so you can move in three dimensions. And then there's 4D chess, and it's and you um, each get a sword and fight to the death. <laughs> yes, that's, and so you can you can it's like like 3D chess boards, but several of them that you then can move around, and it is absolutely mind blowing and right what? up the alley. I know it, it's so cool, um, but they were saying it, it took it's, them eight it's just hours. It's a Rubik's cube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it took them eight hours to play a, a single game on it because every move you have to think through completely, and it was absolutely mind blowing. So, so they invented monopoly. I, I, I want to make, <laughs> make one now, so we'll see. What about you, Zach? What you got? So I'm gonna go with um, one of my favorites on instagram so it's he goes by underscore johnny rocker j-o-n-n-y rocker um he also he has a line of furniture called uh helsing furniture and it's this super cool i mean it it's looks exactly like it sounds it's like i don't know if you guys can where's my where's it going (laughs) there's like more reflection show us on his phone on the camera it's like this this actual he makes like actually looks like props from like vampire movies but furniture and it's like very well made uh really cool stuff so i've been talking to him a bit lately and he just i mean he makes amazing stuff so uh on instagram it's underscore johnny rocker or also helsing furniture very cool stuff so that's my pick of the very cool oh i'll see if i can get a link to post what is uh what's your your favorite product of the week um hold on let me find this link really quick i can't multitask <laughs> well then uh then i'll go uh my favorite product of the week is the stanley 112 uh, which is kind of like a stanley 80 which is kind of like a stanley 82 which is kind of like a card scraper and a jig <laughs> the stanley 112 is a, is a cabinet scraper um but it is a much larger cabinet scraper with an adjustable angle on the iron um, a wooden handle and just beautifully made and, and a lot of fun, but I've, I've been enjoying it because I've been scraping off the table and I really wish I had this back when I was scraping the flooring upstairs. It would have saved a good chunk of time. It is my, my new favorite tool. Yeah. I was wondering how you're going to kind of get that epoxy flush with the tabletop. Yeah. The epoxy is a pain to do with any sharp edge. So if you're doing it with a, with a plane um, or any, like a power planer, it just gums everything up. And if you're doing yeah. it with a sander, it you know gums up the sand, the belt sander quickly. 
Um, whereas with a card scraper, you can actually march through epoxy very efficiently. Um, I, I I find it faster to do it with the the scraper than it is with the with a belt sander. So hmm. a, a very useful tool. Or anytime you're cleaning up a top, if you just have you know spots of epoxy, the card scraper is the fastest way to clean it off. Yeah, I might have to try that out because usually I just slap like a 60 grit sanding belt on the on the belt sander yeah then you get all that epoxy dust in the air yeah and then the card yeah, scraper beautiful white curls that come off they're just absolutely gorgeous yeah i'm having i guess it's, it's probably similar to uh when you get a nice cut on, on the lathe when you're turning epoxy kind of get yeah. the ribbons uh, very similar but a little lighter and fluffier yeah hmm. so uh do you have anything zach yes um i am going to i've been it, it one one of the things that's strange is you don't really realize how loud forges are because it's like a white noise, <laughs> just like it's like, but all day like it's just it's super loud and like I don't realize how loud like my music and stuff is until I turn it off. So I've been been trying to uh, essentially you know not go deaf before I turn forty. So <clears throat> um, my pick this week is the isotone isotunes. Uh, earbuds the bluetooth earbuds that i use Oops. so i've, I've been, thought uh, about getting a pair of those i like them a lot they have they have a couple of different models i actually like they have like their isotunes pro which are their fancy ones i they just came out with the isotunes extra which is like the base model with extra battery and that's my favorite i don't like the little ear clippy things that go behind your ear i don't care for those so i just like the plug-in ones my favorite thing about them um you know obviously i have like the big earmuffs out in my shop Yes, Paul's got a set right there. Um, but I set them down and I lose them. Anything I can set down in my shop will take me at least five minutes to find when I need it. So I like the little the little earbuds are magnetic on the back, so they just stick together around your neck, so I don't lose them. Did you realize that when you take those off and stick the magnets together, that actually pauses your music? No, I have it took me. Paused. It took me so long to realize that. So when you put the magnets together, it automatically detects that and it'll pause your music. And then when you pull them apart again, it'll start playing it again. Oh my God. <laughs> I did not know that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the world is a new place. Cause I, I know I wear the pros in the shop every single day and I got the extras and I was using those uh, when Dylan and Molly were here in my shop. Cause from uh, Woodbrew, if anybody doesn't know them, because um, it's nice to have the the thing that sits around your neck because you're, if you're taking them in and out all the time, yeah, you have a place to put them. And I, I would pause my music when I took them out of my ears and then I put it back in my ears and it was already playing again. And I was like, you know, what's what's going on here? My, my headphones have been playing music this whole time that they were out of my ears, but it was just because I had taken the magnets apart that it started the music up again. That's crazy. I did not know that. Huh. There you go. That's my sales pitch. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, uh, what about you, Paul? What's your favorite tool of the week? I'm going to recommend the ArborTech Turboplane this week. It's uh, a power carving disc that fits on your angle grinder. So it's just an angle grinder attachment. And it's a three and a half inch, maybe four inch disc. And it's got three carbide cutters on it. Um, so it's it's what you see whenever I'm carving. Uh, like the leg lamp was carved completely with that thing. Nobody um, saw that. I know. Nobody saw that one. Uh, <laughs> Something the the leg table that I made. No, nobody saw that one either. Uh, the, the bowl that I'm working on now. That's what I use to power carve the the lip of the bowl is kind of like a ripple uh, shape. So yeah, that's like pretty. A flower I was wondering how you did that. Yeah, so that was all just done with the turbo plane, and it's uh 
it was originally designed to carve out chair seats. So kind of to dish out the butt of the chair. And it's it's got the carbide cutters on the face of it, but the edge of it is just metal. So if you run the edge of it up against something, it won't cut it. So you can use it for template stuff and, and run the edge up against the template and, and kind of carve cool. down from there. Um, but it's it's such a versatile, that's my favorite ArborTech product just because you can use it for so much stuff. What's and, the name uh, of that one? Because I have just their, I think just the turbo plane or whatever. The, the turbo plane is that, the, the face cutting one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, what I used to cut out the, the butt section for that stool I did. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. yeah I actually was thinking about that and thinking, hmm. Maybe I should get one of those this week. So I was sculpting the live edge on the table and I had to go through a good chunk of material. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying there's a card scraper going down an inch thick material with a card scraper. Yeah. Uh, thinking a turbo plane would be a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. I was yes. so I had to use it. The only t- I, I used it on the that stool and then like if if anybody follows my Instagram stories, like maybe a month ago, uh, somebody came over and they wanted me to like lighten up the weight on their cricket bats so i used it on that and it took me a bit but like you can actually you can actually get a fairly decent like a i mean it still needs sanding but you can get a pretty fine uh finish on it i mean i the first time i didn't get a very fine finish but if you kind of learn how to finesse it you can actually i think i went straight to like 120 grit after using that thing i was kind of yeah the the key is to cut along the direction of the grain and it it just pulls out these chips it's amazing and it's it's so much better than like the abrasive discs that you see like the colored ones the blue and green yeah whatever they are the flap discs yeah those or like the the ones with like gnarly teeth on them i don't know what they're called Um, those things are great for metal but wood and the thing so here's something else that this is dumb and it's something that like i should have learned years ago but uh i was talking with jeff fader a while ago and somehow it came up he's like you never use never use you can never use it on wood after that and like it should be very obvious but i didn't realize that so the thing is is like you use metal and it it kind of embeds itself in the sandpaper and then when you go to use it on wood it just Mm -hmm. burns the wood Mm -hmm. and i've had i've made i don't know probably 15 handles on the same piece uh thing a 40 grit belt on my uh belt grinder and i i haven't used it on metal and there's no burning yet which is incredible like because that was an issue i used to have all the time i thought the belt was i always thought the belt was just done when it started burning the wood but it was because i'd previewed it for metal and then it just it gets hot and burns the wood so yeah don't uh if you use something on metal don't use it on wood afterward well, it's the the same thing with carving is if you carve and then use sandpaper to clean it up don't take the carving tool back to the wood because you will leave um, there's tiny bits of grit in there, the silica from the from the sandpaper that will actually dull up your blade quicker. Huh. Yeah. There you have it. Cool. Well, I think we have squandered enough time for the people listening. Um, I do want to say a huge thank you to everyone who uh, came on the live chat. If you want to join us there Thursday on Creators Collective YouTube channel, you can join us in the live, have your questions answered on air. And I want to say a huge thank you to uh, Paul Jackman for coming on. If you want to find out his stuff, go to Jackman Works on YouTube, Instagram. And do you have any place you want to shout out? No, every, everywhere uh, Jackman Works, wherever you want to find me. Wherever the cool people are, you will find or, Jackman Works. Or in Washington, D.C., if, if, you, if you're lucky enough. <laughs> or unlucky. Or unlucky. <laughs> find, find me at a pallet stash near you. Yes. 
cool. I think that'll about do it for this week. So thank you for everyone who came on. And until next time, have a wonderful day. See you later. Thanks for having me, guys. Cool. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.